Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I have decided to join the cesspool of too hot to handle dwellers. I've jumped in, I'm headfirst, and I'm handling it so far. <laughs> if you haven't heard, Too Hot to Handle is a new Netflix reality show. Um, so pumped Netflix has decided to become the trash dwellers and get down in the dirty scum of the earth with all of us. Thank God. It's been too long in the making. Um, this show is basically like any of those put a hot person, put a group of sexed up uh, 20-somethings on an island and let them run wild. You know, we've got Temptation Island, Love Island, Bachelor in Paradise, all that shit. So that concept is the same. Sexy people um, getting freaky and getting drunk. Minus the getting freaky. So the whole concept of this show is that they're not allowed to have sex. They are guided by this robot that looks like a humidifier. I think at some point someone referred to it as a lava lamp that was going to pump out pheromones. <laughs> um, that's basically exactly what it looks like. I think I had one of those for asthma as a child. But Lana is uh, the cock block robot that um, the show has put in place to get in the way of these kids boning. They even have an area called the no, the no bone zone, which is essentially the entire island. So here's the thing. They're not allowed to have sex of any kind. So they're not allowed to get a little bit handsy at all. No heavy petting, which is a phrase we do not use in Australia, but I just love it. Whenever I hear that in American films, it I always feel like it's just some kind of like puberty blues word that your that your teachers would use to put you in place. No heavy petting children on like some school camp or something. I don't know, it's gross, but it makes me giggle. They're not even allowed to kiss. And dun, 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 here's the kicker, no self-pleasure. They're not allowed to masturbate. I mean, look, they're only on the island for a month, but I mean, I'm not a guy. I don't know how vital that is of a situation, but I would have thought that might be kind of necessary. Um, but maybe I'm just like... That girl who's been manipulated by boyfriends that are like, ah, you're giving me blue balls, which I don't, I honestly don't think anyone's ever said to <laughs> no one's ever said to me, <laughs> which probably says a lot about, more about me um, than anybody else. So that's a little sad. But anyway, look, honestly, I'm like, put me on that fucking island because I would win the $100,000 hands down. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm up to like $1,200,000. Wait, how do you say that? <laughs> Fuck me. It's really hot here today, guys. And I've been at ISO for too long. And maths isn't my strong suit anyway. Oh my God. I'm like that bloody Haley, the blonde girl. We'll get to the intros of everybody. But she's the sorority girl who talks about how she really needs to keep up. Like they need good grades to be in a sorority. 
and she didn't know where Australia was and she doesn't know how to do maths. So that's me. So, you know, we're in this together, me and you, Hales, we got this. So the deal is that if nobody hooks up uh, or breaks these rules for the entire month, they win $100,000. Woo, amazing. Um, Anytime somebody kisses or breaks the rules, money is deducted. And we're slowly learning over the course of the episodes how much things cost. So, for example, we kind of find out in episode two that a kiss deducts $3,000, which is pretty fucking insane. So if a kiss is worth three grand, how much is sex worth? How much is other stuff worth? You know, like that's huge. Um, I'm going to be covering a couple episodes at a time. So depending on how much shit goes down in an ep. So I'm doing the first and second episodes today because the first episode was really like just a lot of intros and meeting everyone. So I'll intro everybody. We'll kind of get to know them together and we'll just take it from there. You know, we'll just have fun with it and see where we go. So the first gal we meet is 20 year old Chloe from Essex. And she herself says she's not the brightest spark uh, in the book. <laughs> I really like Chloe so far. I think she's like, you know, she reminds me if anyone watched Jersey Shore, or sorry, Geordie Shore, she reminds me of Charlotte from that. She's kind of like just silly, ditzy, playful and fun and um, isn't afraid to like just, speak her mind it's just whatever's in her head comes out her mouth and it's not always the smartest spark in the book but it's always quality and funny and the guys seem to really find that adorable um sorry my cat's chasing a fly behind me so if you hear like banging that's his body slamming against the floor as he tries to body slam um this rogue fly that's seemed to have slipped into my bedroom Oh, on that, let me know if this sounds better. I've moved my studio into my bedroom. It was in my lounge before, which is a little bit more echoey, I think. So hopefully the sound will be a little bit better because there's more carpet and stuff in here. But um, look, if the sound's shit, don't let me know in your reviews because I'm aware. But, you know... I don't got the coin to like buy an entire studio and deck it out. I'm not fucking Jay-Z up in here. I'm just a little girl on the other side of the world, just doing her best, trying to put out some decent free content for you all, okay? (laughs) I'm just doing my best. So Chloe likes the look of Harry straight up and uh, to quote, I would ruin Harry. Sorry, I would ruin Harry. (laughs) That's my Essex impression. I'm so sorry, Chloe. (laughs) But I also think that was dead on. Um, Someone else has their eye on Harry. So Harry is my boy from Queensland. Look, I am so like he has warmed to me right off the bat because he's my Aussie bloke. He's the only Aussie in the show. And he's really, to me, like a real kind of classic Aussie I hate this word, larrikin. He's kind of goofy. He's joking around. He's over like six foot five. He's He looks like a boy. They, I don't, I, I didn't get anyone else's ages. I think after Chloe, they stopped putting the ages in, <laughs> but he looks like 20 years old. 
I don't know. I like him. He annoyed me. Um, second episode, and I'll get to that. But uh, yeah, I think he's funny. I think he's fun. He's quirky. And I think he'll be good quality. Plus, I can see why he gets the girls. Like, he's not, like, the best looking of the entire bunch. But he's got a smile that just makes you, I don't know, weak at the knees. You're like, oh, Harry. Like, you feel like he's such a, a joker. You're like, oh, just you're just a cheeky little guy getting into trouble kind of thing. Like, you, you want to scruff him on the head like a, like a naughty school kid. That got weird. Um... Yeah, so he admits to – for somehow he's met the entire Kardashian clan and has tried picking up all of them, um, which, of course, didn't work on any of them. But, you know, usually he just walks into a bar, yells, crikey, and uh, the girls come running, apparently, which leads me to believe he does not live in Australia because that would not work here. <laughs> I mean, if you're yelling, crikey oh, – Ugh. Yeah, he's like he's like going for the he's tr- he's like um using his Australianness as a draw card, which I think he probably lives uh, in the UK then because they like us there. Anyway, whatever works for you, babes. So Francesca also has her eye on Harry. Francesca is the fucking goddess of the entire series. She walks in and the guys literally like jizz in their pants instantly. She's from British Columbia in Canada. She's, she is completely stunning. And of course she's a model, but I just get like danger vibes from her. And we kind of see why. She is also into Harry and um, she is like they, I don't know. How do I, how do I get into them? They just have this like massive flirtation going on. For me, they're a strange couple because Francesca, like, I don't know. She seems like she doesn't really have much of a personality. She seems like one of these girls who's been so beautiful their entire life that they haven't had to develop a sense of self, um, which is always fun because, you know, eventually the looks will start to fade and and so will uh, her entire essence of being. Um which is a show we should definitely watch. We should just f- follow Francesca around for the next 40 years and watch her slowly unravel, which will be cute. But yeah, I don't know. She's a bit reserved. She feels like she doesn't have to make much of an effort because the guys will come to her, which of course they do. We'll get to the scandal of them in a little bit, but I want to intro everybody else first. David, we have um, from the UK He's the short, the short, shorty short. <laughs> I just had a stroke. I'm sorry. He's the short guy of the group. I wouldn't have noticed. I think he is. Oh, no, sorry. That's not David. That's um somebody else. I'm getting ahead of myself. Where's my boy Sharon? Oh, I just skipped him. Sharon, he's our short guy. Wouldn't have noticed, but um they bring it up later on. Anyway, he is a stunning specimen of a man from New Jersey. I think he is so fucking sexy, but he is a playboy from way back. It seems that he studied women's studies at college, um, basically to understand how to manipulate women better, 
which, you know, I find very distressing. Um, and he compares his penis to a spray deodorant bottle, like a big ass fucking bottle. And that made me uncomfortable and it made me zip up my vagina tighter than it has ever been zipped before. Um, I'm going back to that Harry boyfriend dick, as he calls it, which is not too big, not too small. Keep it safe, girl. I ain't got those Kardashian hips. I can't handle that shit, Sharon. Um, yeah, and he seems to be walking around with a giant boner like 20% of the time. So that's uncomfortable for me as well. Anyway, he has a kind of thing getting going with Rhonda. She's from Georgia. She's confident. She's sexy. She's a little bit sassy. She's all like, yes, women can do everything men can do. Yas queen. But um, at the same time, she like bats her eyelashes and, you know, lets the men come and douse her, you know, beautiful muscular body and peachy ass in lotion. So, you know, she's she's got good game. She took herself to the beach by herself, lay down, just get in the sun and let the men come to her. Because, you know, we all know the men like to be the saviors. Oh, this poor girl all alone at the beach. She must feel so secluded. Also, it's not intimidating because she's not around a group. People can come to her and rescue her from her loneliness. And they do. It works a treat, girl. She gets David up up in her grill. He's he's the guy that looks like um, fucking Frodo, <laughs> Frodo Baggins, <laughs> but with a rig that don't quit. Sharon also sidles on up to her with his fucking terrifying penis and hits on her. They make out a little bit in that 12-hour safe zone before the sex ban begins. So they don't lose any money. But the sex band is in play now. That was just kind of the meet and greet. Um, I don't know. It's fucking weird, guys. Just We just got to go with it. David is our guy from UK, our Frodo bags. He has like this attraction to Rhonda, but he also likes Chloe because she's fun and ditzy. And they have a cute date in episode two. He claims he hashtag loves a sex party. Which, you know, again, I'm quite uncomfortable because um, in the same sentence, he talked about how he, you know, just likes to keep his mum proud. So, all right. Um, you do you, babes. <sighs> Look, I don't know. You, I, I don't know. He says he doesn't have a chat up line. He just walks into the bar and takes his shirt off and the girls start fainting and dropping their panties. Left, right, and sense. I mean, whatever works. He needs the body because the face, I mean, is not for me. It's not my cup of tea. He basically, like, offers to rub lotion on every girl he sees, including Rhonda and Dad Ass. I mean, I almost turned for Dad Ass. It is, it is, it do not quit and it is good stuff. But he pretty much missed the entire rest of her body. So she's definitely going to get heat stroke and probably pass out. Someone call the medic. So he and Chloe go on a date. Excuse me. 
got a frog in my throat. Um, and it's kind of sexy because they have to, they're both total horn dogs, as everyone on this show is. Like, please, somebody save the fate of the universe, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so they have, they use all these like little tricks to get around the rules. So, you know, the Chloe like just fingers a bowl of molten chocolate and shoves it in his mouth, which apparently isn't considered heavy petting and is mostly just, I guess, survival because everybody got to eat. It is so gross. I actually dry heaved, but he seems to enjoy it. Um, you know, she puts the strawberry in her mouth and he has to eat the other half without their lips touching. Risky behavior, but it pays off. They have fun. They actually, like, Chloe's actually impressed with herself. She's like, wow, this guy's kind of cool. They're actually getting to know each other rather than just, you know, <laughs> sucking each other's other parts. Um, gross. And it's really funny because from the sidelines, there's just like three little heads popping up and the other people are just like watching over the the little hill um, down to the beach where they're having a date. So I think that's kind of a cute aspect of the show that they send people on dates and help them. The whole idea is that they're, they're helping these youths rather than being sex crazed maniacs who don't invest in relationships. They're opening up to something more meaningful, which like, who cares? I mean, love is the fucking pits. <laughs> I'm not a bitter old hag. You're a bitter old hag. <laughs> so, I mean, look, either way, whether they're having meaningless sex or falling in love, going to get their heart ripped out. Uh, look, life is tough. So whatever floats your fucking boat, mate. I don't know. Who have I missed? Haley. So Haley is our blonde sorority girl that I talked about earlier. The girl who doesn't know where Australia is. So we down here, girl. Give us a wave. She seems to be bi. Um, I think I heard her say that. Uh, she has a tattoo in a language that she doesn't know what it is and has no idea what it says. I kind of love her <laughs> just because she's such a wacko <laughs> and so stupid. She kind of has a crush on Francesca, who is kind of a BFF in the house. This beautiful, got dangerous goddess monster, um, succubus woman. And so Haley stands up for Francesca when the scandal breaks. Okay. So once the sex ban has been put in place... Sneaky little Harry from Queensland and Francesca, our British Columbia goddess, have a cheeky pash. They make the decision to break the rules because they're just so horned up um, within five minutes of meeting each other. They can't possibly live without each other a second longer. They make out, break the rules, like knowing that it's going to cost them money, but thinking kind of that it might be, I don't know, few hundred dollars it seems like they're surprised by the the amount lana the little robot machine um tells the entire clan to gather and drops the bomb that this has happened and lets everybody know that it cost three thousand dollars of their money peeps are not pleased Haley stands up for her girl francesca and yells at everybody that's you know bad mouthing her 
But little Harry has been quite naughty. He's gone and snuck off and told all the boys that Francesca kissed him. Francesca's told Haley that Harry kissed her and everybody's losing their shit, especially Kells, who's this gorgeous, sexy Londoner, the king of the jungle. He has a, a lion tattoo on his body. He is very sexy and super my type, but he kind of thinks himself as like holding up this big moral compass. Um, so he wants to know exactly who kissed who, who broke the rule. It's like they both chose to break this rule together. Um, Francesca believes Harry let in for the kiss, which I think might've been what really happened. And Francesca and Harry thinks, you know, lies and says that Francesca did, which everyone's pissed about, but mostly Francesca. And look, honestly, Harry threw Francesca under the bus so hard. He was lying um, about it in front of everyone. He's like, oh, nah, like you're lying. You you definitely kiss me. It was just a real turn off. And you could see Francesca just be like, what the fuck, mate? Like two seconds ago, they were making out, having the time of their young, horny lives. And now he's just kind of shitting all over her for what? A sense of pride. I mean, a lot worse is going to happen, babe. You're on Netflix and everyone can see you getting a boner like a high school boy. So it's gonna, there's a lot worse going to happen than you making out with the most beautiful woman in the entire world. Calm down. Later, while they've still got this angry tension going on, um, Francesca walks in on Harry in bed with our girl Rhonda with the peachy ass. And they're not doing anything. They're seemingly just chatting, but they are under the covers together and she pissed. So she decides to get revenge and grabs her girl, Haley, who Haley is like, I don't know, swinging from the fucking chandeliers with glee at this point because Francesca's little dirty plan is to make out with Haley and in front of the cameras and to make Harry jealous. So they get this big old pash on. It's fun. It's flirty. And people are gonna be pissed. But that was the end of episode two. So we haven't seen everyone's reactions yet. Very exciting. I have a couple more introductions. So we've got bloody Jesus walking in here wearing, I don't know, he's like draped. I had a boyfriend when I was 19. So this is going back. And he once said to me when I got dressed in the morning, he's like, you're not even wearing clothes. I've just seen you wrap like six different pieces of material around yourself to make an outfit, which look, granted, this was during my hippie phase. And that is how I see um, Jesus, a.k.a. Matthew from Colorado. Colorado. (laughs) I'm so bad at American accents. Anyway, um, yeah, he comes in wearing draped in sheets and wearing a beanie and everyone calls him Jesus because he's got long hair. He identifies as a deep thinker and he wants to spread his seed around the world. That's all you need to know about this douche fucking canoe. I hate him so much. Um, I just can't stand people like this. Oh, it irks me so bad. He's clearly the dumbest piece of shit in the entire world. And he just wants people, like anyone that comes and, here I go, I'm on a rant now. Anyone that comes up to you and 
declares they're a deep thinker. (sighs) They just need a good fucking slap on both sides of their head because I cannot. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to I'm not going to rant anymore, but like just watch this space because I'm sure each episode I'll be ripping him a new asshole because I just fucking can't stand this douchebag. He also has a crush on Chloe, who again is this total bimbo. So he can't be that much of a deep fucking thinker if he wants to hook up with the world's ditziest gal. Love Chloe. I think she's smarter than she puts on. But dude, hate you. (laughs) That's my consensus of Matthew Jesus. Our final gal is Nicole from Cork in Ireland. She identifies as a party gal, which I mean... You're in the right place, girlfriend. She was from a Catholic school run by nuns. And so hopefully we can let her watch her let loose and get her freak on and fuck shit up. We didn't get much of her, but I think she's going to be a riot. And I just fucking love an Irish accent anyway. So happy to have you, babes. That is it. So um, this was the first two episodes, mostly just intros in that first ep. And then we're starting to get into the nitty and gritty in the second episode. Get onto it if you haven't or put your friends onto it. It is too hot to handle on Netflix. Yay. I love when Netflix uh, has reality because it means much more people get to to watch this um, absolute trash that I just indulge in. And... We can share the love a little bit more. Um, So catch me on the socials. I'm at Reality TV and me on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at She's Pernicious in an homage to our beautiful Camille Grammer in Real Housewives um, in the Bravo-verse. And I'm also She's Pernicious in my personal Insta, which is mostly just shit that I've painted from my house and pictures of my cat. So if that interests you, you're very welcome to follow there. Everything else you can find on my website, kirstenmore.com.au or in the show notes. So it's all there. It's all easy to find. I know it's annoying that I have so many different names, but look, that's just the way the cookie has crumbled. Um, what else do I need to tell you? If you want to, you know, leave me five stars, that's easy enough. Just a little click. And Yeah, you can always leave a nice review. I'm only accepting nice reviews at this stage. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you're all staying safe. And I hope this was a little bit of relief for, you know, the apocalypse that is upon us. Um, Stay indoors and stay safe and watch trashy TV. Yes. Peace out. (laughs) 